0: Welcome to this week's episode of The Integra Podcast, where we discuss everything from wisdom to wellness to woo. So, without further ado, let's get to it.
1: Welcome to The Integra Podcast, where we talk about everything wisdom, wellness, and woo. My name is Heather Jade Fisher-Page. I am your host, and today we have Luke Guillory Welsh on. And Luke is a body worker and has just a wonderful history in his young life. Luke's journey into the healing arts began with studying religious studies at the University of Missouri. This education sparked a daily yoga practice, which led to Luke receiving his RYT 200 uh, in yoga from the Institute of Spirituality and Health at Texas Medical Center. He also studied kung fu, tai chi, qigong and finds qigong essential to his health and therapeutic perspective. Wanting to work more directly with people in a therapeutic context, Loop became a certified Hellerwork structural integration practitioner and studied cranial sacral therapy with a mentor for 2 years. He practices body work in Kansas City, Missouri, and enjoys helping people live a pain-free, active life, supporting embodiment of physical and energetic alignment. Luke, so great to have you here. Welcome to the show.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: Awesome. Yeah. So I really love having my guests share their story for the listeners, um, their stories of inspiration and what got them to where they are. So really, can you share your story and what brought you to the world of healing arts?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I um, I grew up in a um, kind of a traditional religious kind of a household, um, Protestant, Christian and the evangelical tradition. And um, I was always very tuned into what the pastor was saying. You know, I was. Mm. You know, we would, we'd get in the car after. I have, I have six brothers and sisters, and wow. we'd, we'd get in the car afterwards, and you know, and I'd go, "Well, what did you guys think about you know this thing?" Or I don't know if I agreed with you know, and and they'd be like, "Well, I didn't even hear him say you <laughs> know, that." But but I I was always you know really um, had, had just like kind of a discerning eye or an ear for what was what was the message and trying to parse out what capital T truth was.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yes. And, you know, that's still here. I am, um, you know, 20 years after growing up in the church and uh, still trying to figure that out.
2: Yeah. <laughs> right.
0: A <laughs> uh, bit of a, bit of a moving target. Um, but, but yeah, that's really what got me, got me thinking about, you know, what is, what is all this about? What are we, what are we here to do in our lives? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and also, is there some kind of a bigger framework to everything that, you know, that underpins our reality that might or might not be visible, might or might not be tangible material.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: so both of my parents are in the medical profession. My dad's a doctor, my mom's a nurse. Um, wow. And so, so I didn't think I'd do anything with that. I thought I'd just, <laughs> I thought I'd be a, a musician, you know,
2: um, mm-hmm.
0: and uh, still love play music, but I think that's better. Better hobby, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, as far as making money goes. But yeah, so I so I went through went through college, and I ended up studying world religions to see what else is out there. How else Mm -hmm. do do, um, you know how how else does faith look like? How else you know does faith influence people's personal lives, their communities, you Mm -hmm. know, the politics of areas? Um, And I I really gravitated just toward the Eastern Asian religions. So particularly Buddhism and as mm-hmm. well as Hinduism and Taoism. Mm-hmm.
2: Um,
0: and I, I really like the the emphasis on personal cultivation and development that you mm-hmm. get in those. Yes. And, and that there's also like a very kind of a systematic approach to developing consciousness mm-hmm. um, where, you know, it's funny to look back at the Christian tradition in which I was raised. I can I can read into it a lot of the a lot of the perspectives I've come to take on now from mm-hmm. from studying Buddhism and Taoism, mm-hmm. um, but but they're kind of more like they're kind of more hidden in in Christianity or backdoor. Where in in Buddhism, so after college I went and I lived at a Buddhist monastery for a couple of months. Wow! And um, and while I was there, they have this book called the Lam Rim, which is the uh, it means the graduated steps toward enlightenment. So they say, okay, you start off and you're here. You mm-hmm. do this, and then all of a sudden your mind is, you know, you'll have this experience or this kind of change in your life, and then do this. And, you know, it's so they, they walk you all the way, um,
2: mm-hmm.
0: like a, a how-to book,
2: where in the Bible, you know, there
0: there is talk about miracles, um, you know, laying of hands, which we're going to talk mm-hmm. about more with body work. Right. Uh, is there, uh, and then also there are the tenets of, you know, faith, hope, and love, and the, just the importance of love for, you know, connecting us all.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, so,
0: so yeah, I'd say that the, the Eastern religion stuff, really, that got me into doing yoga and then into, into doing Qigong and Tai Chi
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, and and just learning more about the philosophies of Chinese medicine and Ayurveda, okay. which Ayurveda comes from India. is kind of their traditional medicine. And those right. are all based on the elements. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we have we're all made up of all these elements and keeping a balance is, um, is a, a picture of good health.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So long story, kind of short um, I, I went through um, all that kind of education, I guess, curriculum. And mm-hmm. then after coming back from the monastery, I was like, well, what do I want to do for work? You know, mm-hmm. what career going to be? You know, I, I love knowledge and you know, teaching and talking about this and thinking about this. And I feel like there's so much wisdom and truth and beauty in this. How do I make a living? Right.
2: You know, that, uh-huh. that was the
0: question. How, how <laughs> you know, Um, and so, so, yeah, I was just looking into programs where I could do some, some kind of healing work, help to spread this stuff kind of in a more one-on-one working with people context.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: I was looking into all all different kinds of programs from Chinese medicine, Ayurveda to, you know, massage. And then mm-hmm. I found Hellerwork. Okay. Which Hellerwork structural integration. Um, there was a program just a few hours away from me in Omaha. Um, and, and it was so funny, you know, I really had a hard time deciding what I wanted to do. And it was the night before the program was going to start. And I and it was a two-year two-year program, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I was like, okay, I'm just going to go to bed. I'm just going to try to let everything go, trust. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I had been writing my dreams down for several years already at this point. So I said, I'm just going to, you know, I'm tuned into that world. I'm just going to mm-hmm. dream when I wake up and it will, you know, tell me what I should do.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And so I woke up in the morning, with the day of class in Omaha, here in Kansas City, I woke up. Couldn't remember my dreams.
2: Oh uh, no. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I said, Okay, well, you know, twenty minutes of back and forth and I said, Let's go, put all my stuff in the suitcase and ran to school. And and the whole time I was at school, my, my advisor called me a doubting Thomas. So this is this is kind of part of my, you know, continuing from the evangelical church into this where I was really kind of skeptical and critical.
1: Right. Uh-huh. Uh,
0: and and saying, you know, i is there, you know, I, I've seen, you know, really amazing results. I've seen people change. I've seen, you know, I've felt, I felt changes myself. Right. But how does this work and why? And really, mm-hmm. you know, there are so many, so many questions. So a big part of my, uh, my personal journey, I'd say kind of my, my crisis that I've, that I've worked through kind of, <laughs> and, and and am continuing to resolve is this crisis of, Faith, really, mm-hmm. of, of you know, where does healing happen? What does it mean to heal? Um, these these kind of big questions. Mm-hmm. So, um, so going through school and then working with a cranial sacral mentor who was a brilliant, brilliant wizard.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: uh, you know, and having so many uh, experiences of, um, you know, consciousness. Healing, reshaping,
2: reframing, mm-hmm.
0: noticing where where things kind of come and go, and it's as you as you you know tune into things, they they show up more clearly for you, and you you mm-hmm. see the patterns, right? The patterns that reemerge, and why am mm-hmm. I running into this again? Where is this coming from within me? Mm-hmm. Uh, so so getting to wrestle with all that has really given me some of my perspective then to be able to work with um, other people in the therapeutic context. Um, so that's kind of what got me where I am. And I, you know, I just, I'm a very sociable person. I love, I love hearing other people's stories. I love to listen. Um, and I think I'm just kind of naturally, um, pretty empathetic. Mm -hmm. So tuning into people and, and holding a healing vibration and a healing Mm -hmm. space is really something that I'm, I feel honored to do with anybody who comes to work with me.
1: Oh, I love that. Oh, yeah. And what a great story. And it's so true. I think we sometimes get so up caught up in our analytical minds. And, you know, with that conditioning that we've had, in, you know, in our formative years, and then what we see societally, as we go on, it can get us in that, but that's just part of the healing and learning to trust and really is that kind of that healing spiral is what I call it. When you come back to that piece and go, oh, okay, let me see. I'm looking at that piece again. So that's lovely. I love how you work and the work that you do. So let's talk um, a little bit uh, more about Heller work. And can you kind of explain that a little more for people so they understand it and how it works within your practice?
0: Absolutely. So, Hellerwork is a form of structural integration. Um, it's also known as Rolfing. Um, okay. But, but Hellerwork um, came out of the 70s. The first president of the structural integration uh, board was Joseph Heller. He, mm. he created a spin off of this therapy called of structural integration with his own name that okay. really emphasizes the mind body piece. So, how our, how our thoughts and our emotions influence our physicality. Mm-hmm. and vice versa. But, but at the, at the core of what the therapy is, is a hands-on myofascial therapy. Okay. So it, it looks somewhat similar to a deep tissue massage. Um, mm-hmm. but the people that I work with are, you know, in undergarments. So for, for males, it's typically underwear or shorts. And then for females, it'll be shorts, um, or underwear, and then a bra or a sports bra. Um, and that's because with structural integration, we're working with the fascia, mm-hmm. the, the tissue that's all through the body. So the fascia, it takes a lot of different forms. It, it wraps around our brain, and that's called our dura mater. It wraps around all of our organs. Um, it holds each individual organ kind of like saran wrap.
2: Mm. And then also
0: a bigger sheet um, that holds all of the organs together like a big grocery bag. Mm. Um, and that, that goes down and creates the bottom of our pelvic floor. Uh, and then that fascia continues to, you know, the insides of the legs. So we work with, you know, with the whole person. Right. And and, and the work starts by kind of looking at a person. You know, of course, there's, there's an intake where there's conversation of, you know, what's going on in your life? How's your diet? How's your sleep? How's your mm-hmm. stress? You know, um, what kind of movement do you do? Uh, what do you like to do, you know? kind of just trying to find out who is, you know, who you are, right? And then also where you want to be. So
2: mm-hmm.
0: a lot of people will tend to come in with a with a particular issue, whether it's, um, you know, oh, my shoulder's just really been bothering me, you know, either recently or because of some old injury mm-hmm. or because of, you know, a repetitive habit that I have, like right a computer, you know, a, a lot of computer and desk-related kind of issues. Mm-hmm. Because our our fascia will mold, it's very smart. It'll mold to however we use it. Um, mm-hmm. which is which is a it reminds me of this this quote that I read in an Ayurveda book that's like um we're not punished for our actions, we're punished by our actions. Or
2: Oh yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So so it's like um, you know, if if we have a have a habit of having the head forward and the shoulders rolled forward to to type, you know, that over time will kind of get molded into our mm-hmm. skin and into that connective tissue that holds it. So right. if somebody comes in like that, I would look at them and I'd say, okay, let's see if we can to work to move that fascia back, you know, and then with that see how that changes your breath. See how that changes where your head sits on top of your body. Mm-hmm. And then notice how gravity now it becomes your friend, right? It flows through you like well-stacked blocks rather mm-hmm. than pulling you down forward more if your head is, you know. Um, so so what we're trying to do is we're just trying to smooth out the physical body to um, to release any restrictions in the fascia, mm-hmm. uh, which then also, you know, when you're touching fascia, you're also, you're speaking to the nervous system. So
2: mm-hmm.
0: that's kind of where the the mind-body piece really gets some great interface um our thoughts and our feelings are reflected in our nervous system states right are you know caught in a constant fight or flight for Mm -hmm. example um that's going to show up in their tissue you know on a cellular Mm -hmm. level with with things like inflammation um, Mm -hmm. and um you know and tension dehydration um but but yeah so so to take a step back um, what the, what the structural integration work is about is looking at a person's full body, their whole fascia, you know, hearing them of where they are experiencing any restrictions or issues as well mm-hmm. as, you know, seeing myself, um, you know, where I could see, you know, we could get a little more space in this area like mm-hmm. I'd like to see the breath be able to come, you know, into the upper ribs a little bit better. Because mm-hmm. are, These are kind of conversations I have. Um, and then most of the session is that hands on body work, right? Mm-hmm. The, the manual therapy um moving things around. and that part is very um, uh, co um, it's it's like you and I work together for that
1: right, very co-created um, co-created
0: yeah yeah and and really one of the things I love about the work is that the whole process is, is so co-creative, you know,
2: mm-hmm.
0: it's, it's not that somebody comes in and I say, this is what you need. And now I'm going right. to do
2: it on you. It's uh-huh. like we
0: talk about, you know, how do you want to feel in life? Like what are your, what are your goals for? Yeah. You know? And then, um, a, a difference from structural integration to massage is that if I'm working with freeing up a shoulder, say, mm-hmm. um, with massage, the person tends to be very passive. Their eyes mm-hmm. are closed, they're relaxed, you know. Um, and with structural integration, uh, I'm having people do do range of motion as I'm, you know, working with different areas. I'm having them mm-hmm. reach, pull the shoulder back, because we're trying to feel, okay, exactly where is this? Stuck? Okay, right there. Oh, and yeah. A little bit more space in this. Great, yes. And now breathe into that. And then we let it relax and it's like, wow, what a, you know, what an opening Mm -hmm. to get there. Um, Right. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of a picture of the structural integration, Mm -hmm. especially from the physical, the anatomy Mm -hmm. standpoint.
1: Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So you're looking though, also, you said at the mind body emotional state. So of course um, you know, when you're working in those um, emotions can be stuck in different places of the body. So um, I'm sure that comes up for you as well.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. And so, so um, that's a great question. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There are definitely some um, like, uh, pe- people experience their emotions in all kinds of ways, but there are mm-hmm. some patterns, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Where you can you can think of anger being you, you clench your teeth, you clench mm-hmm. your, teeth, mm-hmm. your eyes are boring, you know that angry drilling stare, and so there's a tightness feeling to mm-hmm. it, um, where something like grief or depression can feel like a real heaviness.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, like a, a loss can feel like a sinking of the stomach or a gut punch,
2: mm-hmm. uh,
0: things like this. And so, um, yeah, you know, and it's it's really a part of life that we experience our emotions physically, you know, because mm-hmm. our and our body are so interconnected. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, the, the issue comes in when, when we don't, you know, have that awareness of the sensations in our body um, to be able to recognize what's there and then be able to process it to help it move on and move out. It's where, it's where those emotions do get mm-hmm. more lodged in the body. Right. Yeah. So, so definitely as we're working, you know, with, with the body, um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: a lot of times, you know, emotions will come up. Um, sometimes, you know, some clients will love to have that dialogue and, you know, mm-hmm. talk. you know, um, experiences memories you know mm-hmm. or feelings that that are you know surfacing or existing in their life that they mm-hmm. are that they want to move and they, they're not sure how um, right and we and there's processing that can be had on that more cognitive level mm-hmm. uh, other times and you know i i work with the cranial sacral it's, it looks more like energy work um, right and and so there you know clients can similarly have these really profound releases. And, and that's that was my experience in receiving so much cranial work from my mentor. Mm. You know, sometimes, you know, I just lay down on the table and just cry, you know? And yes. I, I, well, where did that, you know, where did that come from, you know? And it's like, uh-huh. well, I, on the one hand, it doesn't really matter where it came from or where it's going because it moved, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel, right. I feel lighter. I feel, you know, born again, right? Mm-hmm. Again, yes. and again. And again. So, exactly. Yes. Um, so so yeah, there's there's that uh, that emotional piece is there for sure. And that's that's like another wonderful part of the work. And it's it's also what kind of separated um the Hellerwork school from old school raw thing, which was mm. just physical. But nowadays nowadays the Raw for structural integration kind of we're all more I'd say trauma informed. Um I think as a culture we've just we've learned a lot about that over the last 50 years. Right. Yeah. But we're, we're still kind of different than the, than the medical model right now, which mm-hmm. it tends to be very, um, um, physical, physically oriented, very material, mm-hmm. very materialistic and mechanistic mm-hmm. where they say if there's a problem, you know, how, how do we treat it is, you know, surgery, drugs, things mm-hmm. like this that are, you know, wonderful tools, but but we could do so much more. You know, the power of consciousness uh, is huge. Um, And I think it's a really, it's an untapped potential because it's a little harder to study uh, under Mm -hmm. a microscope consciousness. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, and to prove on a scientific level, you know, there's enough anecdotal evidence of it. I mean, we, as, you know, people in that field have experienced it, but, you know, to to note it in a way that you know could be put in a scientific publication it's going to look different
0: uh-huh. so yeah and, and there are some of those studies but they're they're um not very like um well it's because it's because that kind of thinking is kind of outside of the the medical yeah. paradigm so right. those studies don't tend to be funded and then the studies that happen you know tend to kind of be uh, ignored or, well, Mm -hmm. that doesn't make any sense. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, how do you know it's not just placebo or this and that? Like there's, yeah, but that's, that's a whole nother, a whole nother can of worms. (laughs)
1: Exactly. Exactly. But I think it's important for us to note though, you know, uh, being in our bodies is so important. And getting back to our bodies and it feeling good. I think we uh, sometimes take for granted how we feel and Mm. having someone like you who can be that conduit and help us shift what needs to be shifted is important. Mm. Um, You know, what what popped in my head and I was thinking about, you know, a lot of people are touch deprived and, um, you know, when you start working with people like you, um, who are trauma informed, um, and can hold space for the emotion that can come out, Mm. it's really a gift for people because, um, I think with, I mean, we found it over the, you know, these years of not having connectedness, but being able to be in person and have that touch therapy can be so empowering.
0: Yeah. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that is such a such a wonderful part of the therapy, and selfishly as a therapist too, you know, it's I, I get to connect with people all day through touch. Right. But but yeah, touch is such a uh, you know it's 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 how we know connection right from the get go. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you're right. In our in our world, we're we're pretty disconnected physically. So yeah, bringing that that element of touch and uh, relationship yeah into the into the healing dynamic is mm-hmm. really helpful
1: yeah so so if a a client comes in who is who may have not had uh experienced this with with uh you know the this type of work and they might be kind of wary of the whole physical hands-on um techniques mm-hmm. how do you work with them
0: yeah um so I'll I'll say that it tends to be the kind of people who are more open to it that show up at my doorstep in the first place, you know. Mm-hmm. Occasionally, you know, I definitely do get, you know, the the husband or the, you know, the daughter or the whoever who are like, "Oh, my mom said you're really great."
2: Uh-huh. You know. And yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> um yeah, so I I'd say, you know, with people just in general, um it's it's better for me, as a practitioner, to to um, model, you know, safety in my own being, mm-hmm. rather than
2: make
0: somebody else feel safe. You know what I mean? Right, right. Um, you know, because because then it's I'm trying to control, you know, your experience, and that's mm-hmm. not that's not what it's about. Right. Um, so so I you know for me it's just about right away kind of being grounded and being centered and taking mm-hmm. it like we're doing today and. Thank you so much for, you know, for having this opportunity. Of course. To be able to, you know, explain to people, okay, this is this is what I do. This is what the session will look like. And, you mm-hmm. know, this is why. Um, and so, you know, I find that people really like to have the opportunity to talk about things, to ask questions.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Our, you know, our office space here in Midtown um, mm-hmm. at Acupuncture and Wellness is very you know warm and friendly and there are people you know kind of going throughout so it's it's a really it's a it's got a good energy but Mm -hmm.
2: yeah
0: when I'm with people um you know I I let them know in advance what the what the typical dress is and for Mm -hmm. some people to be you know um in their in their undergarments in front of a stranger um in front of a strange man is like not that I'm strange but no
1: no no but yeah yeah yeah, it's you know no, but, but yeah. It's, Our it's, culture uh, is, you know, a certain way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, um it's not so usual. And so, um you know, so some people can be uncomfortable with that. And I, you know, I let people know if you'd rather wear, you know, so, some of my clients come in who I've been seeing for years and will wear, you know, yoga pants and, uh you know, and a camisole or a tank top or something like that.
2: Mm-hmm. And that's
0: more comfortable for them. So um, mm-hmm. really, you know, it doesn't, doesn't matter to me really one way or the other Mm -hmm. you know the only thing with like so say like yoga pants versus shorts is that you can't quite as well sink into the fascia and have a direct you know direct communion there with the tissue and
1: yeah
0: as you know through a synthetic fiber Mm -hmm. and through like cotton but you know there are there are different ways to do things. And so, Mm
2: -hmm. you know,
0: so that would be a good opportunity to either do some cranial or to do some kind of work with some acupressure points, Mm -hmm. you know, in in those different areas. So, you know, there's more than one way to skin a cat. uh, And then I also do, you know, I've got sheets in my room as well. And so, you know, whenever the client is on the table, I have them, you know, at least, Mm -hmm. you know, if I'm working with the legs, the upper half's draped or if I'm working with the top, you know, the lower half is draped. And so yeah. having that feeling of a blanket is, is just another kind of comfort thing. It really know?
1: is. Yeah. 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 And you feel more, um, not so body conscious as you're being worked on. Yeah. And that makes sense with the fascia. You really need to have that skin to skin contact so that you can get deep into, uh, that, 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 yeah. that layer of the body so that's great um that was a really great explanation of all of that um you did talk about you you did talk about how you you know really make sure that you are grounded and centered when you work with your clients and you know the work that you do really is a foundation of your own lifestyle choices and you said that you find Qigong has been an essential component of your life. Can you share about Qigong a little more and how you integrate that into your daily lifestyle practices?
0: I'd love to. Yeah. So Qigong uh, comes from China. It looks like Tai Chi. More people tend to be familiar with Tai Chi, which mm-hmm.
2: is
0: slow movements. Mm-hmm. And Chi uh, Gong. Chi is energy, and right. Gong means work. And so okay. it's like energy work. It's like self energy work. Mm, okay. So so I use Chi Gong daily as a sort of a tool for. I love it because it's two birds with one stone, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's a, there's a movement piece because um, you you are physically going through these you know your range of motion in this nice slow way.
2: Mm-hmm. So
0: it's very. Um, grounding calming and centering in the in mm-hmm. that um and then it's also kind of meditation right it's mm. there there's a meditative practice where you're entering a and it it helps to kind of broaden expand mm. just this um and so so it's it's for me it's a really helpful tool to just kind of step out of the hustle and bustle of the day to day
2: life and
0: and really find myself, find my breath, and help everything to harmonize. And by mm-hmm. everything, I mean the body, the mind, and the breath
2: mm-hmm. uh, we
0: can all come into some some harmony together and mm-hmm. find some some calming and some grounding. Um, yeah. So, so I I like it in the morning. I like it in the the evening. You know, and um and and like you said earlier, you know as a practitioner, um, you know, helping people move stuck energy, whether it's physical, mm-hmm. um, emotional, spiritual, you know, um, mm-hmm. my work is really as a conduit. Um, mm-hmm. Is I'm, I'm holding a space, um,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, where people can come in and then we help them connect with their own, with their own energy, their own essence. Right. Uh, and, and that's where the healing comes from, you know, somewhere in the, somewhere in the cosmos in the universe it's them getting connected with their highest self
2: exactly um, mm-hmm.
0: yeah and um so so yeah qigong for me is just a it's just a wonderful tool kind of like yoga that
2: mm-hmm. just brings
0: me into my body brings me mm-hmm. into the present and you know gives me a gives me the feeling that i'm you know smoothing out my own energy and that's that's the other thing is um the the smoothing out the own energy piece is we in, mm-hmm. the, in Chinese medicine, they've got um, twelve meridians mm-hmm. uh, that are for the twelve different organs. So you have a lung meridian, you have a heart meridian, you have a mm. limb meridian, and and they um, and they all run kind of different areas of the body. So usually they're either down or up the arm, down or up the leg, up the side, you know. And so qigong, there's certain forms um, where you do one movement. To open up the lung and the large intestine, and mm-hmm. then you do the next movement for the stomach and spleen, and then after you do all these movements, there's a meditation at the end. So you open up kind of systematically all of the channels,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, all the energy channels in the body, and then whenever you come into that meditative, you know, finale, all the energy balances itself.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: so it's, so it's not like you know the person practicing qigong has to say, okay, no, I need to turn down the liver knob. It's like you just open the flow and then the energy, it's like water, you know, it just goes downhill so that there's this equilibrium that happens.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah. Um, and then once once my energy is more balanced, then I'm able to be a clear conduit for the person who's on my table.
1: Right. And I love that you make that point because it's so important to find um, A practitioner, there's a lot of practitioners out there, but if they're not doing their own work, their own daily practice, their own spiritual hygiene or self-care, uh-huh. then they're not going to be the um, embodied, centered, present being that we need them to be when uh, we show up for our appointments. So I love that you do that. Um, and have that as your practice because, um, it makes you a better practitioner all the way around. So.
0: Yeah. And I, you know, and I like to encourage all my clients who come see me, it doesn't have to be Qigong. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be yoga, you know, but just, but just what is that thing that kind of gives you um life, you know, that mm-hmm. your, your spirit can be filled from,
2: mm-hmm. um,
0: you know, I, Like an intense, I think it's really nice to have something that you can do by yourself, whether that's going for a walk in nature or, you know, just whatever Mm -hmm. that activity is. But how can we get a little bit of movement activity and some centeredness in your own life that you can just learn to come back to yourself again and again?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, and, And different people, you know, different tools. I don't think anything's a one size fits all.
1: No, definitely not. We all have to find what works for us, what resonates with us, because, you know, some people need a more, um, you know, a more intense um, embodiment practice, you know, uh, you know, kundalini yoga um, or, but some people or running, you know, whatever grounds them back into them and uh, pulls them out of the mind and back into the body is it's important to know that so um lovely luke thank you so much for um sharing all of your wisdom and and what you do uh, as service to others um and how you uh pull back into who you are um you can learn more about luke's work um, and you can go to the website getwellkc.com and then also, you uh, all are on Instagram at uh, Get Well KC as well, correct? That's
0: right. Yep. Yep. Awesome. On, my, on my Instagram, I do a weekly Movement Monday video. And so, if you want to learn new ways to move, I always encourage people to try to find those movements that feel really good, therapeutic for themselves, and then work them.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Oh, I love that you do that. Um, so, yeah, again, It is Luke Guillory Welsh, and he is at GetWellKC.com website, or go see his weekly videos, um, utilize his weekly videos on Instagram at GetWellKC. Again, Luke, thank you so much for being here on the Integra podcast.
0: Thank you for having me, Heather.
1: This has been the Integra podcast where we talk about everything wisdom, wellness, and woo. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and catch our next episode.